Hello and welcome to The Rundown. My name is Samal Fee and joining me in the studio uh, are Rundown producers uh, Alaa Idrini. Hi Alaa. Hi. And Yasmin Basili. Hi Yasmin. Hi. Coming, coming up on today's show, we'll have an interview with uh, Jillian Campana from the Department of Theatre to talk about diversity in today's show business. But first, we have to briefly discuss a few things. Uh, uh, let's start with The Magnificent Seven, uh, a new movie that is actually causing quite a buzz because uh, it has uh, different uh, actors from different uh, races and backgrounds. It's a pretty nice movie. Um, uh, I think this movie uh, is bound to succeed, I think, because they're, they're taking up a new approach and a remake of, a, of an older film. And uh, with more diversity and different um, race, ra- races, you know, acting in the movie. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, they, they have Asian, they have Mexican and, of course, uh, African-American. Denzel Washington. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree with you guys. I mean, it's a new step in show business. And um, it's great to have people from different backgrounds because it allows, like, um, producers and writers to sort of open up to new horizons. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, race in, in America, uh, Hollywood uh, in general, has been a, pr- a pretty sensitive subject uh, lately, uh, especially, especially after a significant amount of uh, population uh, thought it was very unfair that uh, the Oscars didn't have enough uh, diversity. Uh, they started the whole uh, white uh, Oscar uh, hashtag. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a good movement because people are becoming more conscious of conscious of of what's going on, and and they realize that no, there's there's a a more popular want or or call for for people to have more diverse movies and 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 an industry in general in Hollywood. And there's always a discussion that that seems to be kind of uh, always strategically avoided. I agree. You would think that uh, after finally having like an African American president, people would be more accepting of uh, you know other races, but that's not the case at all. Absolutely, and I do remember Will Smith boycotting the Oscars, and um, mm-hmm. I think that when big names like that, you know, like he's a great actor and all, um, when they take such actions, it really does bring it into like the media's attention and um, people start to talk about it more often. So, I mean, this is why we know about it because, you know, it has become a very popular topic. Yeah. Well, the movie seems like it would uh, have a great start in the box office. Um, Denzel Washington is actually hopeful that the movie would uh, like change perspectives when it comes to race. Uh, he said the people are afraid they're getting boxed in, they're polarized. Uh how it's si- the side this side against this side um how would you feel safe uh, and you know who i think would agree with the dancer <laughs> rami malik yes absolutely <laughs> Uh, he has been. Uh, he has won uh, an Emmy Award for um, Best Actor in a Drama Series uh, for the show Mr. Robot. Yes. Uh, a robot. Sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure almost everyone knows him now, uh, not just for like his great acting, but for his cuteness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everyone is talking about him nowadays in the air world. Especially. Exactly, and he's a uh, he's the first non-white a- actor like in in 18 years to win this award. So I think that's a that's a milestone. It's crazy for him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like the the challenges that uh, Arab actors have to, and just actors in general have to like. Uh, 
you know, go through in Hollywood uh, are insane. So this is a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. I do agree. I feel like to make it in Hollywood and to really make it, I mean, to be someone who's well known and, you know, spoken of in the like acting business, that's just it's a milestone. And uh, I, I hear like people are fighting <laughs> to claim him yeah. um, because everyone he's like, oh, he's uh, he's American. No, he's Egyptian. He's um, well, I, I think uh, it's safe to say that he like he's never been here in Egypt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we have to accept that. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, at least he says he's American Egyptian. So that's I mean, at least he's proud of his roots. So, yeah. Well, putting all that aside, I think uh, his win should be just considered a victory overall uh, because it opened like discussions about culture and identity and just and made it, you know, uh, um, clear that Hollywood um, actually accepts other people from different uh, races. Exactly, because obviously this is this is a way to to kind of. Uh, disrupt the pro- the process of of kind of keeping everyone every race in their own you know business or whatever at this point i think that he's really challenging norms and his win is uh is rare is a rare opportunity but it's it's a good one it's huge um moving on from uh hollywood and <laughs> acting and uh, let's just go to theater uh apparently darb al ahmar art school uh, in Darb al Ahmar is premiering a new performance called Zambalik by students, uh, which is pretty cool. Of course, because uh, Darb al Ahmar is, is an underprivileged area and it's a slum area. And uh, obviously these kids need need some sort of uh, place to kind of vent and, and maybe take up things like arts and theater to, to become more creative and maybe possibly become... Uh, something big in the future. Yeah, we definitely need more of that. Uh, I mean, it, it was founded by an NGO um, in 2012, and um, yeah, we need we need more of that because really, Egyptian children here are just not used to you know uh, going to dance classes from like a young age and stuff. I agree with you. I mean, people are taught like being brought up here. Um, they're taught that you know. Art class is the free class. You don't have to take it seriously. You know, you never see a parent getting mad at their children because they didn't get a good grade in art. It's like they feel like it's something that's built in. Um, so, I mean, of course, talent is something that you're born with. But, um, of course, you can you know expand your artistic measures and that sort of thing. I mean, I think it's great that people are starting to finally take art seriously and starting to get, like, children's creative juices yeah seriously and get them flowing you know yeah seriously crucial um it will and and like this will secure the children with like future jobs in the future so this is huge and um you know a, a lot of uh, the the students actually participated in uh, uh Babel Bahra festival in, in Tunisia in Tunisia and the international children's uh, folklore uh, festival in Morocco so, I mean yeah this just proves, yeah, this just events. proves how this would be like a successful way to go, especially in Egypt uh, or in any other country. But there are some countries where, you know, we're taught to be specific um, when we come to choose our career path. But like having options is just something new for us. And it's uh, something that's obviously being successful. I mean, 
Come on, they went to Tunisia. So. Yeah. Well, uh, this school uh, uh, just opens its doors for uh, children from age 8 to 18. And uh, twice a year, so the students like can, you know, balance their schedule from stu- from exams and, you know, their actual school. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's a really good initiative. And uh, the, their aim, you know, to kind of provide these neighborhood children with an art education <coughs> is, is sorry is really good because um, if you kind of apply a project like this across Egyptian governorates and, and neighborhoods it would it would first of all it would be a good a good way to enhance the skills of these children and provide um, a new kind of horizon for them and new opportunities and a way of thought and things don't have to be very systematic they kind of they can go into a field or, or a job of art and entertainment. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Uh, well, that concludes today's edition of the Roundup uh, Roundtable discussion. Uh, but coming up next, uh, we'll talk to Professor Jerian Campana from the Department of Theater about her personal perception of diversity in both Western and Arab countries, specifically Egypt. Uh, thank you, Ale and uh, Yasmin. No, thank you. No worries. <laughs> When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Thanks for joining us for the interview on the Rundown. I'm Samal Fi'i and Professor uh, Joanne Campana from the Department of Theatre to talk about diversity in the show business. Professor Joanne, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks, Samal. Great. Um, as you're finally here in an African country, do you believe the Westerns portray Arabs correctly or at least Egyptians in the show in the show business no of course not (laughs) there's no way that they could how come Uh, I mean in order to portray someone authentically and accurately the individual who is who's enacting them needs to understand that person's culture that person's history that person's language that person's worldview And really, unless someone has lived through that experience, it's going to be inaccurate. And it's probably going to be stereotypical. Because when someone doesn't have a lot of information to draw upon, then they're working from a very small pool of information. And that tends to produce uh, inaccurate characters that, that really just represent one or two two aspects rather than an all-encompassing aspect. So, you know, it's a it's a difficult situation to a certain extent in that actors would have a very difficult time traveling the world and really learning all of the different cultures yeah. and, and even think about gender. You know, sometimes we play someone of an opposite gender or a different age. So it is very difficult, but... Um, it's almost impossible for someone who hasn't had a shared experience to really accurately portray it. Yeah. yeah. What are the like the biggest changes that, or like the biggest differences that you noticed here between like the movies you saw 
in uh, in America and you know actually i mean i have not seen a lot of egyptian film um the some of the films that i've seen that i've seen at least parts of recently are really quite good and very they strike me as as being similar in a lot of ways to what in the west is called realism or or to be even more accurate psychological realism so it's getting inside the mentality of the characters and i think in that way egyptian cinema and and western cinema like uh like american cinema is is actually very similar i think comedy is probably a little bit more different just because the two cultures have probably yeah. in terms of even just timing and jokes probably more differences than they have in terms of like realism and real human emotions yeah um how is your experience so far here in egypt um just like seeing egyptians compared to like movies in uh-huh. in america like the right like right. how they perceive them in movies yeah. well I mean, my experience is great i was in cairo for over a year 23 years ago i actually was a student at auc for a semester oh, wow, really? and yes and and so i came back because i really enjoyed that experience and i like egypt and i like cairo and i like egyptian people i think egyptian people and and americans are very similar in a lot of ways in that both cultures are pretty warm we're warm people we like other people we like talking and we're friendly um in terms of the question that you're asking which is um tell me again what's the question the way they perceive egyptians uh, in movies yeah, or arabs in yeah, general yeah. how are they different here right. how did well, what I changes think, did you see i think see? generally when arabs are portrayed in american films unless they're unless it's written by a person of arab descent and portrayed by a person of arab descent it's going to be inaccurate yeah. and that's really too bad and i think it's sad because there probably is an interest in from filmmakers and from actors in sharing that identity the arab identity mm-hmm. but the problem is it needs to be shared and performed by arabs or arab americans in order to be accurate right what about diversity in western movies yeah like the whole uh white oscar yeah uh issue that happened yes. recently Um, do you even agree with that? Oh, yeah, there's not enough diversity. I mean, uh, American cinema and television has been dominated by white men for a really long time. Historically, there have not been enough voices of um people of color or people of uh different sexual identities or or women. And that's really too bad because it it produces a it produces a storyline which is dominated by this this one identity white male and generally white male a little bit older mm. um but in order to change that we have to i think it starts with writers i think it starts with writers writing scripts that are about people who are not <laughs> just the white the white man mm-hmm. and then and then of course we need directors who also share that identity and then actors of course who are who who are able to capture those roles authentically but it's got to start with the writers because that's the main that's who's developing this story um how how do you like 
What do you think an Arab should do to make it in Hollywood? Hmm. Well, the first thing is just an an incredibly strong work ethic. I mean, the t the talent is always the last thing, um, but work ethic is the strongest strongest thing. And 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 having a really clear identity and being able to share, not being afraid to share that. Um, in, in the characters that they portray. Does that make sense? No, can you elaborate <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that's such a difficult question because it's, in part, the yeah. way that, that anybody succeeds is just by going there and working so hard and putting 100% of a heart into it. But I think anybody who's coming from a different culture and who's trying to make it in a culture that maybe is not their homeland has to hang on to their roots and yeah. their self as a, an Arab or an Arab American, that can't be lost. That would be the thing that would catapult them into success because it's different. And right now, yeah. finally, one really good thing is that we are, as a world, I think, we're interested in learning More. and seeing yeah. stories from people who are different than us. And so sometimes actors try to shed their identity and lose it and try to be sort of more um, mainstream and like everybody else because they think that's what culture or the population wants. But I think it's the opposite. I think if someone were to travel from Cairo, um, you know, an for an example, an accent, a dialect, that's a beautiful thing. I would say keep that. Yes, of course, the language needs to be crisp and clear, but that's something that that uh, tells the population that this is a person that's from a different place. And I think that could be capitalized upon because it's a beautiful thing and unique. Because people want to see something different, finally. Yeah, yeah. they want to learn something. And because our world is getting smaller and we travel now, so we, we go to other places and, and, you know, Egyptian films are not just in Egypt and the Middle East anymore. They're in other places, um, particularly a, a lot in London and places where there's a large Arab or Egyptian diaspora. But, yeah, I mean, we want to... We, I think you want to capitalize upon that unique identity. Um, last question. Which yeah. which do you prefer the most? Like um, movies or theater? Because you work in theater. <sighs> theater has an immediacy which is really beautiful. When someone's experiencing an emotion in front of you as an audience member in the same room, it's really, really powerful. And the screen is neat because it's It's powerful because it's large, and with editing, we can tell a lot of, we can tell a story very quickly. But there's something just that, that does not leap out of the screen in terms of emotion, which does in theater when you're in a space, even if it's a large space with another human being who's feeling something deeply, and you can almost... It's a sensorial experience as well. You're not just visually seeing it, but you can almost, the, the temperature sometimes changes. And, and so for that reason, I, I, love, I love going to see theater. I, I feel like as a spectator, I have to work harder when I go see theater. Mm. I don't have to work when I go see film. I can relax and enjoy it a little bit more, but that can be a lovely experience too. All right, great. Well, uh, that concludes our interview, uh, the rundown. Uh, I'd like to thank you for coming here, Dr. Jian. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
That concludes today's interview on The Rundown. I would like to thank our guest, Professor Jayanne Campana from Department of Theatre. Stay with us. Coming uh, up in our last segment on another view, we'll talk to Rowan Ibrahim. Again, that's coming up next on The Rundown. Hi, Rowan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Uh, do you know any specific events that are happening right now in the Sharjah or um, United Emirates in general? Entertainment as in movie making and television entertainment or activities that are made for the public here? Well, uh, the just the movie making. Movie making? I haven't seen a lot of movies being produced uh, by the United Arab Emirates. There are a couple of TV shows that are produced occasionally during Ramadan, uh, but there are, I haven't personally viewed any Emirati-made uh, movies yet. I'm not actually sure if there are any, but I do know that uh, like the NBC headquarters is here, so there there is some involvement in the entertainment, entertainment industry. It's just not Emirati-based. It's based from other countries. So you feel like the the whole thing is suppressed a little bit there? It's not necessarily suppressed as if someone is trying to not make it happen. It's just that the, the general public itself are not really interested in making Emirati movies. They do make a lot of TV shows. There are a lot of uh, Emirati actors and actresses. They're just more more toward, uh, towards uh, the TV shows industry, not the movie-making industry. It's just a preference of the society itself here, not as a suppressing uh, kind of viewpoint. Right. Um, do you believe Hollywood even uh, uh, like gives enough space for diversity? Hollywood in general? Most certainly not. Most ninety-nine percent of the movies I watched are acted by uh, white males and females. There are rarely anyone of di- of diversity. Even if there are people of, of color, they're usually stripped to certain roles. Like for example, the Asian friend is always. One nerdy who has no idea how to talk to girls, who has no idea how to do anything in life other than just be nerdy. The, the uh, for example, the Asian friend, that female Asian friend is again the same, the same characteristic, but just in the female version. So they haven't really portrayed different characteristics of different ethnicities in Hollywood. They're purely focusing on white females and males. Um. Do you think an Arab can make it in Arab in uh, in Hollywood? Sorry, can you repeat that? Do you think an Arab can make it in Hollywood? An Arab that's yeah. from from the Middle East is unlikely, but an Arab that has been Americanized, like for example Rami Malik, then exactly. yeah, can make it. an Arab that started in the Arab world, like for example Amr Waqid and all of these, they barely make it. They don't actually explode like other American American actresses and actresses. Well, we had Omar Sharif, but I guess uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, what's your view on the movement towards more diverse movie making in the future, hopefully? I think I think that would be a much better representation to society since a lot of people get their interpretations about society from the movies they watch. Like, for example, for a very long time, I thought that Americans are only fat people who only go to Walmart and do nothing beautiful in their lives. But that's obviously not a representation of an entire population. So I think the more diversity you put in the movie, the better representation you provide to the people who are who rely on these movies to get their interpretation of a society. All right. What about the Arab show business? Do you think that we are diverse enough? Because we always complain that Hollywood is doesn't is not full of diversity. Do, do you even think that we, like we have diversity in our show business? 
we don't have uh, a problem with racial diversity because I think for I'm talking about like for example Egyptian movies we I think we present we represent the different races in Egypt kind of fairly but the different social classes are not represented fairly. 99% of the most recent movies made in Egypt are all about the certain social class that are all about Shabi movement and all of this. They barely represent any other social classes and even when they represent the social class they represent them in the worst possible way. As if their only interest in life is like drugs, sex, uh, uh, prostitutes, and all of this, they have no, they have absolutely no other interests or hobbies in their lives other than these. So social, social classes-wise, representation in in the Middle East, I think it's been greatly, greatly lacking. So no, we do not have that that diversity. But I don't think that we've had that problem with racial diversity since we're all basically almost the same race. So it hasn't been a problem to represent races fairly. That's from my viewpoint. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Shawana. Join the rundown next time when we talk about science and technology. I'm Samal Fee. Thanks for listening.